Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Today's guest on iPodcast AGCMO is Pat Kelly. Pat is the Executive Director for the Municipal League of Metro St. Louis. Pat, welcome. Glenn, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. I'm sure our listeners would like to know what is the Metropolitan League of Metro St. Louis and what do they do? Well, Lynn, uh, we're actually in our 102nd year. We are an organization, a nonprofit made up of uh, local governments. Our bylaws restrict us to the municipalities in St. Louis County, uh, St. Louis County government, and St. Louis City. We are a support organization for local government. Uh, over the years, we've you know, helped with modeling ordinances. We have a training academy that we do monthly by webinar for municipalities throughout the state, local governments and staffs, and we lobby on behalf of local governments in Jeff City. So every municipality in the St. Louis area belongs to the league? Actually, we represent 84 of the 88 municipalities. Wow. So you're almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> That's great. Some come and go. <laughs> As membership organizations go, I understand. So what sort of things, you mentioned lobbying, what sort of things have you been lobbying on recently on behalf of those municipalities? Well, we had two key pieces pieces of legislation last year that were really proud of the fact that we actually got filed. But one of them was uh, actually Senate Bill 207, which um, took Senate Bill 5, which was the court reform uh, legislation a few years ago issued by now the Attorney General Eric Schmidt. And we think it really enhanced that legislation. It took those minor traffic violations that were in Senate Bill 5 and made them a, an administrative process. So instead of, if, for an example, if somebody gets a ticket, they can come to court, they can go pay their ticket, they can come to court, plead to the judge, pay their ticket again anyway. But if they don't show up to court, the process before was to issue warrants and then have them arrested and throw them in jail and layer fines and kinds of things. It was the process is what they're, the, the way the courts were set up. Under this legislation, if they didn't show up for court, the violator would be set a second summons. And if they didn't show up to the second court date, they would be presumed guilty. If it was a violation that required points, the points would be assessed. Uh, this, the courts could save those tickets and collect them through a collection agency, uh, collect the fees. But the point is there's no more layering of fees. There's no more throwing people in jail. There's no more arresting people for these minor traffic violations. And it would get the cases off of the court book. So we thought that was a key piece of legislation. Didn't go as far as we thought last year. It got, as things do in Jeff City, got manipulated by other interests. And uh, ultimately, uh, a version passed, but then was vetoed by the governor. And then the other one that we almost got passed last year was um, uh, House Joint Resolution 54, which would require a vote on any local issues for local governments, either municipalities, counties, school districts, whatever. And that was really to tort efforts like Better Together that would take local issues to a statewide vote. Uh, we had that pass in the House, 140 
three to ten and then was on the floor uh, on the calendar for the Senate the last day but didn't make it. So we'll bring that legislation back this year. Now you mentioned Better Together. There's been a lot of conversation about the number of municipalities in St. Louis County. You are engaged in something right now with the Board of Freeholders, and I know that that's something that Municipal League has put a lot of effort into. Could you sort of talk about what that process is and where it's going i don't know that anybody really knows what a board of freeholders is quite frankly right well i'll give you a little bit of history first because i think that it, it sets up the background for it so uh, we all have heard of the great divorce in 1876 the city and st louis county separated mostly pushed well all pushed by st louis city the powers that be didn't want their taxes at that time going to the rural st louis county so through the um, constitutional convention in the late 1880s, they got permission to have this local vote for the separation. But it was shortly after that, within about 10 or 15 years after it happened, that the city realized they made a mistake. But there was no mechanism for them to rejoin again. So they went back to the Constitution, actually had a, what is called the Board of Freeholders, was created and entered by vote and put into the Constitution specifically for St. Louis City and County to have a mechanism where through a local input and debate they can develop a proposition and then vote on that whether whatever that governmental structure is and at at the local level so it would have to whatever it would be would have to be approved by the residents of st louis city and the residents of st louis county so this board of freeholders has been in place since the turn of the century yes right and now you're going to do something with it yeah it's been tried four times before on government structural changes and none of those have ever passed The one time that it did pass, as an example, a lot of people are unaware of this, but we we talk about all the municipalities in North County, and there's you hear different stories of why they're all there. But uh, the real story is, is that after World War II, when these areas were being built out so quickly for all the veterans coming home from the war, developers could get federal funding for sewer systems if they were incorporated. So as these home builders were building out these neighborhoods, Belfont neighbor, Pasadena Hills, Pasadena Park, and so forth, they would incorporate them just to get the federal funding for sewers. But what that did, it also created multiple, multiple sewer districts. So by the early 1950s, they realized they had to do something. So they called the Board of Freeholders together to develop a plan for consolidating the sewer districts, which ultimately became MSD, and then that went to a vote of the residents of St. Louis City and County, and that passed, and that's what created MSD. So that was one government regulation begetting another government regulation where now we've got something that came from the Board of Freeholders so what's the next step now? Because you just recently filed a petition to re-energize the Board of Freeholders in line with this consolidation or another look at all those municipalities. Right. And so, you know, we were adamantly opposed to Better Together. The first reason was really because they wanted to take it to a statewide vote, because we think they were circumventing the will of the residents of St. Louis City and County. I won't even go into the merits of their plan, but... So we initiated the board, the Municipal League, and our membership unanimously supported initiating an initiative petition calling for the Board of Freeholders back in the end of January. And uh, we turned in the signatures, required signatures, is about 15,500 in the county and uh, just over 4,000 in the city. That's what was required. We turned in much more than that in order to start that process just a week or so ago. So what happens now is the the mayor and the county executive have 10 days from that 
date to appoint nine members each to the Board of Freeholders. So we're in that window right now. The, right. the petitions are submitted. We're in that window when these 18 people are going to be appointed. Right. And um, the county executive actually is going to submit his to the county council tonight. The mayor of St. Louis, Lida Cruson, she submitted hers to the board of aldermen. They have to be approved by their boards. So she submitted it to the board of aldermen last week. And then the governor appoints one. So there's 19 members total. The governor's appointment has to come from outside of St. Louis City and County, kind of a neutral party. Mm-hmm. Uh, then once the board is is certified, as they say in the Constitution, once those members are certified, they must have their first, well, they only have 30 days to do that total. Who does uh, that certification? Is that the well, Supreme that, Court? Or? Well, no, they're, they're approved by the councils, and then they're certified by receiving a letter from either the mayor or the county executive saying that they've been accepted to the Board of Freeholders and has the county or city seal on it. So okay. that's how they're certified. The Constitution says that once that happens within that 30-day period, they must have the first meeting the second Monday after their certification at 10 o'clock at St. Louis City Hall. And then they have 12 months to solicit input from the residents of St. Louis City and County and discuss the governmental structure and to see if there is a will to come up with any kind of changes. So the Constitution is very prescriptive on this. Yeah, it's actually pretty neat the the way it's written that if a petition is collected, the the elected officials can't uh, ignore the will of the people to have this discussion. And what I mean by that is there's these specific time frames that they have to do things in order to start that process. So what was in the language of that initiative petition. What is the charge that this Board of Freeholders is going to be looking at? Well, actually, we didn't have one. Uh, We just wanted calling for the formation of the Board of Freeholders. I think that was really kind of the flaw with some of the other Board of Freeholders that have been called is it was very top-down approach, much like Better Together, in that they had a plan before they called the Board of Freeholders together and then tried to implement it. We really believe this is going to be grassroots. You know, we collected the signatures grassroots. We want this to be driven by the residents of St. Louis City and County in those discussions. And they are convened for the sole purpose of looking at the municipal structure in St. Louis City and County? Right. And so they can't wander off into other areas to look at environmental issues or the transit system or anything like that? Well, the, the, the Constitution is actually very broad. Um, it lists, there's five, uh, four specific things like merger, St. Louis City, County, expanding the boundaries of the city, those kinds of things are listed. But then number five says, or any other governmental structure issues. So it's very broad in what they can do, actually. We hope, uh, one of the league, our membership took the position over two years ago that we wanted to at least have a, a true evaluation of the city re-entering the county as a municipality, to be treated no different than Florissant or the city of Brentwood, and then have one county government, consolidate those county governments that we have multiplicity of in, in, in our region. You know, we have two circuit courts that are five miles from each other. We have two county jails, because these are things that are required if you have a county. So we have you know, two recorder of deeds and two assessors and so forth, which um, in, with today's technology, there's no need for those duplications. And the biggest thing that we really think would help there is just economic development. Having one leader for St. Louis and having one vision for St. Louis, meaning St. Louis City and County, and then also using that clout as the biggest county and in, in city in the region, uh, we think it would be an advantage for St. Louis. So hypothetically, at the end of 12 months, 
the Board of Freeholders comes up with a plan, right? what happens then? So then they actually pick a special election for their voters of St. Louis City and County to actually cast their votes. There's also some language in the Constitution that restricts some days. For instance, it, the, the election can't be 70 days before or after a general election and or a primary. So really what that means is, is that, uh, and I won't get into all the technicalities, but if in order to have a safe vote that can't be challenged, we think that a vote would have to take place from G- the middle of January to December in an odd number year. So that would be in 2021, some t- place between j- middle of June and December. Okay, so what we're looking at is timeline-wise, they're going to work for a year. I'm assuming all these meetings are public, so they're all sunshine of old people have a chance to participate and provide their feedback. They'll come up with a plan. If they come up with a plan, it'll go on the ballot in the second half of 2021. If they don't come up with a plan, status quo. Unfortunately, yeah. We're we're pretty optimistic that they will come up with a plan. You know, it it was interesting the last six or eight months uh, having these doing these presentations with Better Together panel discussions on their proposal. I think during these presentations, before and after, the the question that people ask me most is, why isn't St. Louis part of St. Louis County? And then the people that didn't want it, their question would be, why should they be? And I think those are the questions we need to, to, to answer. You know, why, why aren't they part of St. Louis County and, or what is standing in the way from that happening? And, and we feel that going through that process, if we could have a true analysis of that, we'd, we'd be taking a big step forward. So this is a process that's laid out in the state constitution. It's been there for 100 years. It's been used successfully before. Now you're hoping to get it started and use it successfully again. Right. And, and you, you mentioned something that's a key component to this. This is all public. So all the meetings are open to the public. Uh, there'll be records. There'll be minutes taken so that people can really, hopefully, if they move through this process as they do that, they can build a consensus with that plan once they develop it so that at the end of the day, we can have something that's going to be beneficial to St. Louis, meaning St. Louis City and County. So we are recording this on October the 1st. By the end of October, we'll have the Board of Freeholders in place. They'll be certified, and the clock is going to start ticking on at 12 months. I'm anticipating that the the first meeting of the Board of Freeholders will be the, the first or second Monday in November. Pretty exciting stuff, Pat. It's really a tremendous initiative by the Municipal League. Yeah, it took a lot of help. Uh, we had a lot of help. A lot of elected officials got out and worked to collect the signatures. You know, we, as an organization of local governments, we truly believe in the process. And so this is the public process for looking at these issues, and we're looking forward to participating. Pat, thanks so much for your efforts, and I wish you and the league a ton of success on this. I hope it's a success for St. Louis. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. As always, you can visit us at agcmo.org for additional downloads and information. Thank you.